0: Well, hello again, listeners. This is Jamie L's Podspace. I'm coming to you again with another word from the Lord, um, from me to you. And um, today we're going to continue, and um, we're going to talk about a topic that came on my heart that um, I've been very much, you know, just meditating on and really trying to understand. Um, these days, because we know as believers, you know, it's always um, new revelations and mysteries that God reveals to us, or it can be something that we've read already, and it just like new insight comes to us. Um, So let's just have a word of prayer. Um, I definitely hope that you guys are having a wonderful week. Um, It's been kind of rainy off and on here, but, um, you know, it just... Um, Just reminds me that the dew of the lord, you know, he just constantly keeps raining down blessings, you know, so (laughs) praise the lord Okay, let's all have a word of prayer Heavenly father lord, um, we gather today heavenly father just um Thanking you lord for the word that you placed on our heart lord I want to thank you father god for all the listeners that you drew to this podcast lord um, I thank you father god for um, all of my imperfections, my weaknesses, my struggles, Lord, because I know that in all of those things, those weaknesses, I know that your power is made strong in them, Lord. Um, I pray, Father God, for strength. I pray, pray, Father God, for spiritual nourishment for the listeners out there, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that you would just help encourage them to come to you, uh, with every struggle that they may be going through, Lord. Um, I pray, Holy Spirit, you be with me as I um, deliver this message. And that is for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so um, I was inspired to do this message, like I said. And, um, you know, I'm really glad the Lord put it on my heart to share. So I'm going to be calling this message. Soldiering on in spiritual warfare. I know a lot of people probably hear spiritual warfare, but, um, you know, it may not be in the exact context that, the God, that God puts it in. You know, the world may put it in a much different way. But um, I'm just going to say that as believers that we are soldiers in Christ, you know, we are in a battlefield right now. Um, we're in the battlefield in the unseen world. But we're also living in the spiritual world. So we're occupying, living in the spiritual world as believers. But we're in the battlefield, we're in the unseen world. Okay, so um, let's, let's actually go to, I hope you guys have your Bibles with you. If you don't, just follow along. I'll try really hard not to keep turning the pages like I've always said I'm doing. And I do anyway, but I know you guys love me. So let's just keep going. Okay, let's go to 1 Peter 5, chapter 5, verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, and I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation Bible. Um, I love the way it, you know, really breaks things down. Um, it makes it more easier to understand. So um, it says first Peter chapter five, verse eight, it says, um, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kinds of sufferings that you are. Okay. So in here we know that the devil, he is seeking to devour believers. That's what he's saying. He's seeking to devour us, to take our very life. Um, <clears throat> okay, so as, as Christians, since we're living in the spirit, since we're living in the physical world, but we're battling and waging war against the unseen world, that unseen world is demonic. You know, it's, 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 it's Satan. You know, so let's go to Ephesians um, Ephesians chapter 6, just a second. Yeah, so we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10. We'll start at verses 10, all the way down to, um, I think about 18. Ephesians chapter 6. Okay, so um, it says a final word: be strong in the Lord and His mighty power, put on all of god's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the wickedness of the devil, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but our enemies are against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers and the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Let's go down. Verse 13. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to withstand the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's as the body putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil and then put on salvation as a helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God verse 18 pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all the believers everywhere whoa so we see <laughs> it's quite a lot to unpack here but the main thing is that um god is saying that we are not fighting against things that we can see we're fighting against of evil unseen world demonic and as christians as humans in general we can't we don't have the power to fight against the devil and, and evil or anything in the unseen world that's evil. Rather, we don't have that power. So since God is a spirit, since the devil and his dominions or his you know evil dark angels are spirit, um, automatically um, the spirit world is a lot more powerful than the um. Physical world, but the fact of the matter is that Christians, since we've been converted and we have the very spirit of the spirit of God in us, we can over we can overcome. We can fight against um, the spiritual dark world because um, Satan, he is he was cast out of heaven, and we're actually going to read a couple scriptures just in a minute about that. But I want to focus on the fact here: as Christians, we are soldiers for Christ. We're fighting a spiritual battle. God didn't leave us just defeated. He gave us this spiritual armor to put on, which is, it says that, um, therefore put on every piece of God's armor. So you will be able to stand against the enemy in the time of evil. So he gives us the breastplate of righteousness. He gives us the helmet of salvation. He gives us the belt of truth. He gives us the feet, uh, the shoes. Um, the gospel of peace, which is the shoes. And then he gives us above all the helmet of salvation and then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the um, sword of the spirit is the, is how we fight against the lies from the enemy, you know, because a lot of things that the devil he has. God is, you know, giving him the power to put lies into our minds and we have the choice whether or not to believe those lies, just because it's our voice and our mind doesn't mean it's coming from us. You know, it's a battlefield, you know, the enemy is trying to destroy our lives because he knows that he doesn't have a long time here on earth. And he also is angry because, um, you know, God cast him out of heaven and um, he's no longer in this and that his as being Lucifer, he, he's no longer in that position. So um, it's a battle between good and evil, the devil first God. And but we know that God created Satan. He created well, he created Lucifer, and he when he cast him out, and then he turned into Satan. But God created him, you know. So there is no diff, there is no um, match between Satan, the creation versus cre- the creator, you know. But God is allowing Satan to um rule over the world right now so that we could choose um rather if we want to serve him or god because god is such a loving god and he doesn't want to force himself on us but he wants us to come out of the lies the enemy tells us and go into the truth that's why it's so important as christians to really know the word for ourselves because when those lies in our in our mind comes in we have to know what god's word says versus um What the devil is is saying to us. And um, if we go into Matthew. Let's actually put our. Put your thumb or you know something in um, Ephesians chapter 6. And we're actually going to go over to Matthew. Matthew 4. And we'll see. Here. How powerful the word of God is. Against. The devil. Okay, Matthew 4 verse. Just a second. Matthew 4 verse. Let's go to number one. So then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, or the word of God says, people do not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him in the holy city Jerusalem to the highest point of the church and said if you are the son of God jump off for the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up in their hands and on their their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Then Jesus responded again with the scriptures the scripture says you must not test the Lord your God. Then he tempts him again he says um. He took Jesus on the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms on the world and their glory. And then he says, I will give you all of these if you would just kneel down and worship me. And uh, Jesus said, get out of here, Satan, or get thee behind me, Satan, that for the scripture says you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him because, um, he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, he, he he was, he was defeated. You know, if you know the word of God is so powerful that you'll cast down any thoughts that go up against what God tells you. That's why it's so crucial for Christians to really stay in the word of God, to know what the word means and to apply those things. Um, when, when the, when the enemy tries to attack us, okay, let's go back to I don't know if we were in. Let's go to 1 Peter. Oh, another thing I wanted to point out too before we go to 1 Peter is that in Matthew 4, 4, 4 in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, um, the devil tempted him, the lust of the flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the lust the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So he attempted him. And all three of these things and if we think of ourselves you know there's the devil does the same thing to us you know we have idols in our hearts and um things that take us away from the lord and he he does the same thing he has the same old tricks he tests us with the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and that and that strays us away from the lord but thanks be to god that his word is so powerful that He will never, ever leave us utterly defeated, that we can always come back to the Lord because he rescues us. He takes us by the by our by our um, shoulders and lifts us up and put us close to his bosom, you know, and we're able to really join the fight again. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So but let's go to first Peter. Five, eight again. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Okay, so we see, you know, that as Christians, God doesn't leave us defeated. He knows that we are human, but we also have his Holy Spirit in us, you know, and as we continue on in this armor at the moment of of, of um conversion, we've already submitted to becoming um, literally like the army of the Lord. So if you ever imagine like in the military, you know, there's army people wear their armor and they are prepared with all of this armor to fight their opposing team. And um, they're confident in that because they have a team of people together and they know that um these people are their enemies. So as an army of the Lord or as Christians or the church, united together the more we show, we we more we tell the people people of the world about the lord and the more people come to understanding of god and draw close to god and they become a member with us and they also fight against the principalities and the powers of the evil present world um let's go to uh second timothy 2 verse 2 through 14 we're going to read a story or not really a story, but we're going to um, see an example with Paul. Because remember, like I said, you know, just like, the you know, in the military, we're soldiers um, for Christ. You know, we're ambassadors for Christ. We're servants for Christ. We're soldiers. We're um And God will help us to prevail. He says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of self-discipline. Okay, 2 Timothy 2, verse 15 through 26. Let's read that. Okay, second. Timothy chapter two, it says Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that gives through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that I have been confirmed by my reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Verse three, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. For then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. Verse five, and athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things verse eight always remember that jesus christ a descendant of david was raised from the dead this is the good news that we preach and because i preach this good news i am suffering and have been chained like a criminal but the word of god cannot be changed chained so i am willing to endure anything if it will be if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in christ jesus to those who have been chosen Whoa. Okay. So Paul was with uh Timothy, you know, they, he was along with him and he was, you know, kind of newer in the faith. And, um, Paul was just encouraging Timothy while he was in prison that, you know, to be a soldier for Christ, you know, uh, make sure to keep sharing the word, Stand unstained, you know, don't be swayed by the worldly systems and, um, um, the enemy the lies from the enemy but to remember that you're enduring suffering because Jesus endured the same sufferings that he endured and then when it says here that not to be um it says yeah not to be tangled up in the affairs of the world or civilian life and then it says um for they cannot please the officer who enlisted them so the officer who enlisted them it we're saying is Jesus Christ so Jesus Christ died for us so we have to Follow the word of, of what Jesus says or what God says, you know, knowing the word for ourselves, It goes back to that point. OK, now let's go to um, let's go over to uh, verse 15 of of, of uh, chapter two it says work hard so you can present yourselves to god and receive his approval be a good worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the words of truth avoid worthless foolish talk that only leads to godless behavior this kind of talk spreads like cancer and is the case of hymenas and Philetas. they have left the path of truth claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred and this way they have turned some people away from the faith verse 19 but god's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription the lord knows those who are his and all who belong to the lord must turn away from evil okay i know that was probably a whole lot to unpack there um Paul told Timothy to work hard to receive God's approval by diligently studying God's word to discover his will Um, and to, you know, examine his attitudes and his actions. Um, uh, We cannot know God's will unless we know what the Bible says. Um, We need to study his word and to discover how God wants us to live. You know, that's how people will know if we are standing for the Lord or if we're standing for Satan. The Lord said he knows who his children is already. You know, it's gonna it was another scripture that says when Jesus comes back for us, you know, many will stand outside in the gate and they'll all think that they're standing firm, but the Lord'll say, Depart from you, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, you know. I don't know you. I never knew you. So it's it's kind of it, it kind of really causes for us to really be alert to examine ourselves, but also to just stay close to the Lord. You know, it's not complicated. But um, in this battlefield, it is it is complicated, because we really have to really know the word for ourselves. We really have to be sensitive to hearing the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit calls us when the Holy Spirit um, try to lead us to be to do things that are uncomfortable and to share the word of God. We have to do all of those things because that is how we continue to make God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is the Holy Spirit in us. And the more people, the more believers that are constantly being added unto the kingdom of God, the faster Jesus will come for us. But since God is all knowing, he already knows all the people that's that's a part of his His sheepfold already. But our our job is not to um, is not to get entangled with 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 these false prophecies and things like that. Our job is just to look to Jesus, to remain in him and he'll remain in us and to know the truth for ourselves, store these promises in our hearts, just like um Psalm 1914 says, you know, I'll store the words in my heart that i might not sin against you you know and he said let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O lord my rock and my redeemer so we have these words stored in our heart when the lies of the enemy comes to our mind because it, it he is deceptive he is he is a, a a snake but he like i said he comes with the same old tricks again and it's disguised in our voice we think okay just because i'm thinking these thoughts like all of these thoughts are my thoughts but no it's not you know there's it's, it's your voice it's it's the holy spirit's voice that's disguised as your voice and then it's satan's voice so it's, it's up to us as believers to really distinguish which which thoughts are from god or which thoughts are from the enemy and um we know we could tell the difference because we know, like, I call them deaf thoughts. (laughs) I call them deaf thoughts, we can tell the difference between lies from the enemy, because it always is something that to condemn us to shame us to hurt us, or to, you know, make us look think negatively about other people. Those are what I call, quote, unquote, deaf thoughts, or, you know, thoughts from the enemy. And then we have our own thoughts, you know, we have Enemies of our own hearts, hearts and idols and, and, and fleshly desires that go against what 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 God says. So we can't put it all on the enemy as well. But like I said, since the Holy Spirit lives in us, we have we have we hold, since the Holy Spirit lives in us, we are still in the battle. The battle is not defeated. Because the Spirit is constantly working in us to change us and to mold us to be more into Jesus Christ. So the battlefield is still going on, not just in our hearts, but also in our minds, too. Um, And how we can be more conformed to be like Jesus is, like I said, as long as we stay and remain in his living word. Um, And first, John, let's actually go to John 1 really fast, and then we'll go back to Ephesians chapter um the book of john which is john the baptist we'll go to verse one i'm just pointing this out because just for people that don't understand what i'm saying when i say the word Okay, so in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. So God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and this and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness cannot distinguish, extinguish it. Okay, so... The word is Jesus. That's what this referring to. So he's saying Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. And Jesus existed in the beginning with God. So God created everything through Jesus. And nothing was created except through him. Jesus gave life to everything. This was created. This was created. Word. The word. Jesus gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness but the darkness cannot extinguish it okay so we go to uh genesis so we know that jesus was god and god was jesus and if we go to genesis chapter three let's actually go there real fast It's just a little small word that we're, we're, um, okay. Verse 20, it says, then the man, Adam named his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living and the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us knowing both good and evil. Okay, so I just wanted to point this out because we know that it just said in 1 John, in the chapter 1 of 1 John, well, in in John uh, 1st chapter, it says that Jesus was with God and God was Jesus. And then it says here that man has become like one of us. So, we we know then right in the beginning which is that's what genesis mean the beginning that god and jesus was together because he said us he didn't say me he said us so um this is when you know adam and eve had uh um, well adam had sinned in the garden by eating the fruit and um you know god this was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and you know they were once they ate it they had known evil and good, and God also knows that as well because He's God and He's all-knowing and omnipotent, omniscient. So um, they had that same knowledge as God. Um, I just wanted to point that out because in the beginning, it's Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit, and it's God, and they are one and the same. They equally have their own equipping, you know, part in the trinity, but they're all still equal. They're all still one. Okay, so <laughs> let's actually go back to um Ephesians. Okay, so the whole armor of God, you know, um verse 18 it says pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all the believers everywhere. I want to go to a scripture right now where actually tells us to um I think I just said that but just a second and then we're going to go to our actual story Just a second Okay, let's go to Mark thirteen thirty-three. Mark chapter 13, verse 33. Okay, it says, The coming of the Lord, the coming of the Son of Man, which is Jesus, can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. And since you don't know that when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. Okay, so I just wanted so let's go to verse thirty three. I just wanted to point that out. It says, And since you don't know when the time will come, when Jesus return will come, be on guard and stay alert, or to stay strong in the Lord. That's the same thing, verse 18, chapter Ephesians chapter six verse 18 is saying you know is to pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion and to stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all the believers everywhere okay let's go to first corinthians chapter 16 it's just a couple about three chapters over from Ephesians, okay. Um, first Corinthians, not second Corinthians, just a second. Okay, chapter 16, verse 13. It says, Be on guard, stand. Firm and alert in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong and do everything with love. Okay? So I just wanted to point that out because as Christians, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 6. As Christians, that's what we have to do. We have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and put on the whole armor of God. That's the power that God gives us. I mean, He gives us the Word, but all of these parts of the armor—the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the helmet of salvation, um, the 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 uh the belt of truth, which is the truth of the Lord. Um, the truth always stands, you know. So we know, like in the end, you know, regardless of. The fallacies and things like that, the truth always remain, especially um, if it's the truth of the Lord, you know. Um, and then we have the feet um, of the gospel of peace. And that comes from the, the good news about Jesus Christ that we have been fully equipped with. Then we have the shield of faith. So the, the, the shield of faith. And in, in battle, the shield of faith would, or the the shield in general, like in a military battle that will protect them from any like darts or any type of, you know, um, swords or anything that comes against them in battle So the shield of faith does the same thing. It, it blocks out all of. The um fiery arrows from the devil, so he says you know you're a liar, you're ugly, you're never succeed, you' do this, so the faith that we have that empowers us along with the Word of God to extinguish any lies the enemy tries to tell us through our mind, you know, or any thoughts that we have grown to believe, you know because of things that's happened in our life, you know things that have um that the enemy has has tried to use against us from er- our earlier years of life, you know, sometimes those strongholds in our mind remain there. And we just dwell in those we live in those. But Jesus Christ tells us that we are accepted. We are loved. we are valued more than anything that our identity is not in who we are. It's not in our ability. It's not in the things that we we think we know about him. But it's only in the fact that we are his children that we are protected, we are loved, we are guided. And as long as we have the word in him and he remains in us and he in him, if we remain in him and he will remain in us, there's nothing that we can't, that we can't overcome because we are more than conquerors through he who loved us. Greater is he who is in us than who was in the world, you know? And um, we have to stand in those things, amen? Okay, now let's go to Before I get to the story that's kind of along with it. So we do know, we know so far that we are soldiers, that Christians automatically, as soon as, soon as a Christian, as soon as a believer becomes a Christian, which a Christian is, all it means is, is, is a Jesus lover, Christ lover, Christ follower. You know, a lot of people get caught up in Christian, but a true follower of Christ is someone that takes up their cross every day and follow him that loves him and, and he says if we love him he will we'll obey him so in obeying Christ we become like Christ and that's how we become an actual Christian but at the same time if you have been converted and you have the very holy spirit in you I don't care what you do that's bad, or I don't care what type of sin that's in your life right now, even though God doesn't like it, you are still a Christian, you are still saved, because the very seal of God is in us, you know, so we know that we're a soldier for Christ immediately at conversion, we know that we immediately become in spiritual warfare, with the devil, he becomes an enemy of us. Um. And that we're a part of the army of the Lord okay we know that the devil let's actually talk a little bit about that we know that the devil is our enemy and he wants to destroy us you know the divisible realm is we have the realm of, of spirit of God and then we have the realm of evil and then there's the kingdom of God and then there's the kingdom of the devil and that's the objective of the devil is to take the unbeliever's souls and to, for the Christians, they, he can't take our soul. So he wants to destroy our very life. And how does he destroy our very life? By getting us to believe the lies he tells us in our minds, you know, he's the father of lies. There's nothing good that comes in him. There's nothing good of him. Okay. And we read that in First Peter 5, 8 and 9, you know. That's why God says to withstand against the lies of the enemy. Resist him and he will flee from us. If we draw close to God, then God will draw close to us. But prayer is also a necessary in verse 18 of uh, chapter 6 of Ephesians. We also have to continue to pray in the spirit of God. Because praying is just like having a conversation with God. Okay. Okay, just a second. We're going to go down to, I mean, we're going to switch to. um, Scripture, are we in? Okay. Let's go to Ezekiel 28, 1 through 18. I've actually touched on this a little bit in um, a few uh, podcasts, but it's so important because this, he's our enemy. So in order to know... You know the schemes of the enemy, and and to know, you know how how the type of ways we can hurt us. We have to really, really know the enemy well. We have to really study and know the ways that he we, you know, he tries to trap us. So then we would be more prepared, and we would know, like this is from this is this is a lie from the devil, and that's what the word does. The word helps us to identify things that does not come from God. That's why God wants our full dependence. He wants us to surrender our lives completely to him. And although it doesn't happen overnight, the more we become into an intimate relationship with God and the more we see him as a loving, gentle God, but also a mighty, all-powerful, sovereign Lord at the same time. The more we're able to have our identity restored in God, the more we're able to put on our armor to, you know, take up our cross every day and follow Christ. You know, regardless of we're suffering now, we know and believe that the sufferings that we experience in this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that we shall be revealed once we get to heaven. So all of these things, you know, we just count them as joy. We we, we count it as joy when, when things in life, you know, harm us. And when we're innocent in that regard, we call it as joy when we're persecuted. And that's what uh, Paul was saying, you know? So, but let's go to Ezekiel 28, 1 through 18. Remember, like I said, you know, we have to really know Who our enemy is you know just like a person that if a person had known when it's a story in the bible that says if the if the owner of the house had known when the enemy or the thief was going to come in he would have you know took precautions to make sure that that person doesn't come but if we know that the enemy is coming, if we know that the thief is already knocking at our door we'll be prepared we'll be more prepared When we know that and we're able to follow in in, in God's word to fight against him. Because he is a thief. You know, he is a thief of joy. He came to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, Ezekiel 20. Ezekiel, yeah, 28. That's right. Chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 21. Ezekiel chapter... 28 verse 1. Okay. It's like a word twister there. Okay. It says, Then this message came to me from the Lord, son of man. Give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. The prince of Tyre or the king of Tyre or the king of Babylon is in reference to Satan. So they're saying the Tyre, if you see anything in the Bible where it says the king of Tyre is talking about the devil. It says in your great pride you claim i am god i sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea but you are only a man and not a god though you boast that you are god you regard yourself as wiser than daniel and think no secret is hidden from you with your wisdom and understanding you have amassed great wealth gold and silver from your treasuries yet your wisdom has made you very rich and your riches have made you very proud therefore this is what the sovereign lord says because you think that you are wise satan and as like a god i will now bring against you a foreign army the terror of the nations they will draw their swords against you against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor they will bring you down to the pit and you will die in the heart of the sea pierced with many wounds okay let's just stop there we're in verse seven okay so we know the king of Tyre is Satan. So God is saying, you know, Satan, you know, was thought he was very, he was rebellious. And, you know, he thought that his sense, his pride and beauty um, was so great that it was greater than God. He thought he was equal to God. Um, but then God says that in verse um In verse 7, it says, I will bring you against a foreign army. The army I will bring you against you I will now bring against you a foreign army, the terror of the nations. They will draw their swords against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor. I want to stop there because doesn't that sound familiar? Like what we what I just said about we are being the army of the Lord and Ephesians chapter six. Um Verse 10 it says that, um, you know, one of the sword, one of the pieces of armor was the sword of the spirit, right? So it says, I will now bring against you a foreign army, they the terror of the nations, they will draw their sword against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor. Hey, okay, verse 8 it says, They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die in the heart of the sea, pierced with many wounds when you will you, will you then boast i am god to those who kill you to them will be no god but only a man to them you will be no god but only a man you will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners i the sovereign lord have spoken then the um okay let's just stop there so um you know um in 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 heaven you know satan or lucifer at the time was a high and um lead angel he had a beautiful voice and um he was just a, a blessed lead angel or chief angel but he somehow got uh, got all that pride in his heart and you know he was just conceited and he thought he was just so wise and it, he he convinced himself that he was even greater than his creator you know and something in his something in him decided that, you know, I I can take the throne of God, that I, that I'm equal with God, you know, and that's idolatry, you know, that's pride. So Satan convinced or Lucifer convinced a third of the angels to go against God. And since God recognized that, you know, this evil that was in Lucifer, he cast them out into the world, he cast them right down to the earth where we are now. You know, so he, he was not able to have, you know, that that rightful position. And even though he was cast onto the earth, he's still spirit because initially he was an angel. But now he's a dark angel because he opposed God. Um, there's a, a book. Um, I can't remember who was it by, but it's called The Great Controversy. And um, it talks about the great controversy between good and evil um, that uh, in the beginning, there was no evil, but evil is literally the opposite. It means to oppose good, to go against what God is saying. And that is how Satan became to be because he opposed God. He thought he was greater than God. He thought he was wiser than God. He let pride and his hardness of heart overtake him. So he was thrown down into the world. And But it says um, in verse 9, verse 8, yeah, it says he will bring you down to the pit. Eventually, Satan will be destroyed. He will be cast to lake and fire forever and ever and ever. Um, The saints, he's saying that the saints with their sword of the spirit that we will we will defeat him. We will conquer him every single time because um, we have the word of God with us. God and, 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 you know, the mighty angels and the Holy Spirit. Um, And all of that into one is just his word. Um, He can't touch us. Okay, it says, um, you know, uh, verse 13, it goes on to say, you were a model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelian pill, green peridot, white moonstone. Okay, let's go down to 14. I ordained and anointed you as a mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you, Satan. You, Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all the beauty you had. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire out from within you. And it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground. In the sight of all who were watching. All who knew you are appalled at your fate. You have come to a terrible end. And you will exist no more. Wow. Some some um, punishment that Satan had for eternity. Okay. So um, we see here, you know. this This just talks a little bit more about. Um, how he was in, you know, he was a mighty angel and how on earth, you know, Eden was an actual place and that was, um, where he was, he was supposed to be at to protect it and, um, you know, and everything. And, um, he, he just, um, he, he was just an evil person, you know, and he, God doesn't tolerate evil. He doesn't tolerate sin. Um, and um, he's just a holy God. So, you know, knowing who, who, who the devil is, like I said earlier, you know, the pride of life, the fl- lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. That same tactic that Satan used with with Jesus um, when he was tempted those 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. And is the same tactics that he used with us today. And it's the same tactics that he used with um, Eve you know, he appealed to her lust of her flesh. He appealed to the the beauty of the fruit in her eyes. And then she thought that she can gain all the wisdom in the world, like he said. But her flaw, her and Adam's flaw, was thinking that was believing what Satan had over God. Like she they knew God. They didn't know Satan. They didn't know that serpent. But they knew how good God was. But they allowed these things to consume them because they're human. So knowing the word of God, it casts down any of those those fleshly desires, any of those lies from the Satan. It's just completely extinguished them. And God is so merciful that He restores all things to new again. Okay. Um let's go. Um Yeah, so you know, Satan he fell from heaven. You know, he was called the Son of the Morning. You know, and um, in Isaiah fourteen twenty fourteen twelve through thirteen, it says, "You were an anointed angel who co- who, were, who covers. I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. You had a beautiful voice." and till iniquity was found in you okay so let's go to second corinthians um 10 chapter 10 and then we'll wrap it up with the story that ties a lot of it together second corinthians 10 chapter 10 verse 3 through 6 God is a merciful God, you know, when we become Christians, we we are never condemned, where there is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, there is neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything present in the world that will ever separate God's people from the love that God has for us. His love is just it endures forever. It is, it's is—it's more than we can actually comprehend or fathom in our minds. Um, but the people that aren't Christians, the people that, um, you know, are in the world, they, they are very sensitive to the leading of the enemy because they don't have the spirit of God in them. And God doesn't want that. God wants, God loves you. God wants you to be restored to him. He doesn't want you to be in bondage of the lies that Satan keeps telling you. He doesn't want you to feel defeated and shrink back in shame. He wants you to be who he created you to be. And that's giving you a spirit of love and a power and of self-discipline. The spirit that has authority over the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That is who our identity is. That is who our identity is in. And that is what our identity contains. Okay, let's go to um, chapter two, second Corinthians chapter 10 really fast. Okay. Okay, let's go down to. Let's go down to um, chapter three, we'll start at chapter three. It says we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We are God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy fake arguments or false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I would not be ashamed. I would not be ashamed of using. I would not be ashamed of using my authority. Okay, so right here it says, you know, um, he's saying that we're, um, Paul is saying that we're not, we're human, but we don't wage war like humans wage war. Cause we know that our, the battle that we wage war in is a spiritual world, a demonic spiritual world. Okay. And then it says we use God's mighty weapons, which is the word of God to, knock down any strongholds or lies or reasoning that the devil tries to put in our mind we destroy it with the word of God so as soon as Satan says that you're a liar you 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 use the word and you say well you are the father of lies and there is no there is no truth in you and you say that I am I'm a child of God and I remain in the Lord because the Lord is my strength okay so just in that type of way you know you have to it's like I think Joyce Meyer did a um she did a series on this as well about the battlefield in the mind. And that was the first time I had actually learned about <clears throat> Satan and how he, you know, attacks our minds and everything. Um, she said, you know, you just have to monitor your thoughts, you know, not every thought that <laughs> that comes in our mind, you know, we just, oh, okay, I guess that's it. That's true. Or I guess that's it, you know, and the way she said it was kind of funny, but I mean, we truly do have to take hold of the type of things that we speak. And that's a lifelong thing that God is helping us to constantly put into practice so that we can fight against. It's not something that's the first day, but the more we spend time dividing the word of truth, the more we tend to spend time in the Lord's presence, the more we'll be more familiar with his voice, his calling. And another scripture, it says, he says, my children know my voice and they follow me. You know, so, um, then it says, um, in verse four, verse five, basically the same thing We this down, but I like verse seven. It says, look at the obvious facts. Those who are, those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. So God gives us the authority by his power to be able to overcome and cast down these lies from the enemy. That's the authority that we have, which is the word of God. Um, our faith is is is, the, is a power from God. You know, um, prayer is a power tool and authority that God gives us. You know, and he hears every one of our prayers, you know. Which is very powerful because if he hears from our par, if he hears our prayers, and that means we know we can get a prayer through, and because he loves us and he wants what's best for us. Okay, now let's go to um, to kind of wrap this up. Let's go to First Samuel chapter seventeen, and this is a familiar story. I'm sure a lot of people um, have heard of this story at least. I can't judge everybody, but. Um, Blessed, blessed story, though. Blessed, blessed story. First Samuel, chapter seventeen. We may have to break this up into two parts, so, um, I think that's what I'm going to do because the time is kind of going out. So, um, I'm going to actually continue this, um, chapter 17th. Um, this is the story of David and Goliath, um, Goliath, um, the Philistine. And, um, I'm going to actually do a second part of this. So I'm going to leave it as that, but I just want to leave the encouragement and knowing that as Christians, That we are soldiers for Christ and God will never let us be defeated. God will never let us drown in sorrow and drown in defeat because our victory that he gives us through the blood of Jesus, empowered by our faith, is what helps us to overcome. You know, the love of God compels us because we believe and know that God loves us and that he called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. So the light that Jesus has, has given us is, is the light that we should be able to show other people. You know, we're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual warfare every night, not just because there's a difference between having a warfare, you know, if. You know, there's nothing that that's can come in a form of spiritual attacks when, um, you know, we're, we're we're in a certain area in our life and Satan attacks us in that space. But the reality is, is that, yeah, that happens. But the reality is, is that we're in a spiritual.